0: ladies and gentlemen of the ring crew army welcome to the square circle podcast i am your host marie shadows and on this episode of the square circle podcast i have a very special podcast episode talking about wrestle kingdom 15 night 2 however it is just on the main event which is jay white the challenger taking on our double champion and the god of pro wrestling kota Ibushi. kota Ibushi finally picked up the ultimate victory at night one of Wrestle Kingdom 15, where he defeated Naito in the main event to capture two titles. That's right. Two titles. And those titles are the IWGP Intercontinental Championship and the IWGP World Championship. It's really exciting to know that Kota Ibushi finally picked up the big one and finally became champion it's been a long time in the making and Kota Ibushi is one of the best in New Japan pro wrestling and is definitely one of the best as tag team with Kenny Omega back in the days with the Golden Lovers. Now with the balance of professional wrestling shifting, will we eventually see Kota Ibushi come to the states and realign himself with Kenny Omega, or maybe take Kenny Omega on in a future matchup? Who knows? But we do know that during Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill Pay Per View, they advertise their next Pay Per View Rebellion. On April 24th, 2021, where the logo had not only a star, but also the Omega symbol inside that star. And Kota Ibushi is known to be the golden star in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So a lot more questions, not enough answers, and a lot more speculations. However, I do not want to shy away at how great this one-on-one match was and how remarkable jay white is as a professional wrestler as a storyteller and i enjoyed this 48 minute contest from start to finish it was beautifully done it was beautifully executed jay white is a mastermind when it comes to in-ring performances and he's also a mastermind when it comes to storytelling especially after what happens in this main event and he goes on to be in front of the press and he has this interview but let me not rush things you know let's take it slow let me walk you through this 48 minute wonderful match so according to commentators jay white had beat ibushi three times in a row and during one of those times jay white took the iwgp briefcase from kota ibushi back in 2020 So not that long ago. So at first, as a fan, when you hear that Kota Ibushi won the IWGP briefcase, which is similar to the Money in the Bank briefcase where a wrestler can challenge for any type of title that they want. Obviously, Kota Ibushi wants the IWGP world title. Who doesn't want the IWGP world title? Like that's like the go-to title in the world of professional wrestling. One of the go-to titles. So hearing the news of Kota Ibushi picking up the IWGP briefcase I was extremely happy because I was like finally maybe he can grab the big one grab the IWGP world title only to find out that Jay White took it from him in a match and I was like what is going on why does Kota Ibushi accept these weird ass failures and stuff like that like I get that Kota Ibushi is a babyface But then when he's wrestling and he's taken too far into the match, he turns on his demon side and becomes that. Which I'm not calling that a heel thing. That's just a very awkward moment where you don't want to get... Demon Kota Ibushi on your side. You really don't. You want to get nice Kota Ibushi on your side, but you know. Anyway, Jay White takes the IWGP briefcase away from Kota Ibushi and parades it around, and makes sure to tell all of his opponents that their time has come. It's going to be his destiny that he's going to fulfill and become champion because Jay White has been doing professional wrestling over at New Japan Pro Wrestling. For about six years, even though he took a year away from the company only to come back in 2017 to be extremely dominant like how he is and with all that hard work that he has put into his character his storytelling his promos the way that he interacts with the new japan pro wrestling crowd the way he interacts with his peers and making sure that everybody knows that he is the switchblade jay white all the accomplishments that he has made should be awarded when. He wins both titles off of Kota Ibushi that would have solidified the Switchblades legacy in New Japan Pro Wrestling as being one of the best top heels of the company. However, as much as I love this match, let me just go ahead and spoil it right now because it is way past due to review this. But I finally got the chance to check out the match and it was a fantastic match. So the winner of the Jay White versus Kota Ibushi match is Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi retains both of his titles and continues to carry the company on his shoulders. Now, the only reason why I'm giving you guys the outcome of this match early is so that way when I break down the match, Move for move, hold for hold. There are certain sections I want to talk about and just pause and talk about character development because New Japan Pro Wrestling, what sets them apart from American wrestling is that they still tell a story inside the ring. The Japanese wrestlers work really well with each other because they understand each other, but sometimes when foreigners come into the land of the rising sun and may not know Japanese 100% but they can understand certain words and they'll have translators with them they'll have help with them but they make the best stories in the ring because they make it count they make professional wrestling count and there are a handful of really great New Japan pro wrestling matches that include foreigners such as Jay White, such as Kenny Omega, such as the Young Bucks, that have really helped solidify their legacy in New Japan's history and the wrestling business itself. Jay White is one of those, and Jay White has an amazing, bright future ahead of him, depending on where he goes. Now, Jay, if you ever listen to this podcast, that would be super awesome. I, as a fan... Of this business and love this business and been in this business I would definitely think that you'll be great in AEW just based on how you carry yourself and the stories that you want to tell if you happen to want to go to WWE that's fine too WWE does have a way of making characters stand out and make them really prominent sometimes but that's like an NXT if you go to Raw you might have a really good chance if you go to SmackDown you might Have a really good chance. You're probably just going to be ended up with AJ Styles and Nakamura. And I don't know, they might want to redo a Bullet Club thing. I don't know. But I am more confident in that your abilities will be used better in AEW rather than WWE. But that is just me. That's just how I feel. Whatever you do, it's up to you. It's your career and it's your wonderful legacy. Me as a fan, I can only dream and I can only give. So far in suggesting maybe the right route, you know, and just to throw it out there, I am writing an article on why you should probably end up in AEW and how your debut will probably go. Because my whole goal in professional wrestling is to be a writer for a wrestling company. So once I get that done, you're more than welcome to read it and give me feedback and let me know. Obviously, I am not a wrestling journalist, I'm just a lover of the business and, you know, had my fair share of adventures in the professional wrestling world and I even once worked for WWE so I may not be so high on oh you should go to WWE I'm more high on you should go to AEW all right enough with putting myself over because I could put myself over 24-7 it's time for me to put Jay White over on this very exclusive Wrestle Kingdom podcast episode So in the beginning of this 48-minute match, there is the classic collar and elbow tie-up. And then Jay White pushes Kota Ibushi into the ropes, and that calls for a rope break. This allows Gato to grab Ibushi's leg. Gato is already, already interfering in this match. White then uses that opportunity to ambush Kota Ibushi and take advantage. There's the headlock takeover on Ibushi that Jay White does. And then they get up for a shoulder tackle by Jay White. And then Abushi does his patent kick up and then a jump kick and Jay White dodges that. Just so you know, Red Shoes is refereeing this match and Red Shoes is a legend in New Japan Pro Wrestling as a referee and... According to the commentators, he has no patience for Jay White. So any tactic that Jay White and Gato does, you best believe that Red Shoes is giving them a run for their money in terms of officiating the match properly. And once again, Gato is trying to grab Ibushi to distract Ibushi so that way maybe Jay White could get another advantage. But Ibushi then elbows Gato. Jay White does take advantage by doing the ADDT on Kota from the ropes. There is a high angle back slam on the ring apron by Jay White to Ibushi. You guys need to stop killing each other. Seriously, stop killing each other. Those moves always frighten me, depending on who it is. Jay White throws Kota ribs first into the ring and then shoulder blocks into the corner once it gets him back into the ring and drops Kota Ibushi's stomach first on his knee, almost like a backbreaker, but midsection first on his knee. This is where Jay White starts working on Kota Ibushi's midsection, does a spike DDT to Kota Ibushi, and then most of the match... Jay White is definitely taking advantage of Ibushi. Ibushi has not really been well-rested. He's coming right off of the main event against Naito. Jay White is completely healed. He's completely in 100% Fit to take on this match. So, right now he's focusing on Abushi and definitely working on his midsection, working on his ribs. If you are able to work your opponent's midsection, that means the ribs, the lungs, it makes it harder for your opponent to breathe. And this was all in Jay White's plan to dethrone Kota Abushi. Eventually, it'll be harder for him to breathe. He won't be able to have much stamina. He won't be able to have much core muscle and core strength to pick up Jay White if Kota Ibushi wanted to do any high impact German suplex moves or any high impact move anyway. So this was a really good call on Jay White. Jay White is very manipulative in the ring and he's very great at picking apart the body and no wrestler has really studied Jay White to understand the skills that he has in the ring. So Commentators also mentioned that Kota Ibushi loves wrestling his opponent's style and and the matches that I've seen Kota Ibushi in. Kota Ibushi does do that. Kota Ibushi loves to wrestle his opponent's style. But how do you really prepare for Jay White? You really can't prepare for this guy. Jay White would definitely take you apart piece by piece and then counter your moves without you knowing it. That's how great and skilled Jay White is. Not to take anything away from Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi is still one of the best wrestlers out there. He's definitely one of the hardest hitting and definitely one of the hardest workers. However, Jay White in this instance, in this story that he is telling, that Jay White is just better than Koda Ibushi with every single move that Jay White does throughout this 48 minute match. Then there is a little lapse in time where Jay White is talking with Red Shoes, and this allows Koda Ibushi to give Jay White a stiff kick to the chest, and then Koda comes in with some knees and a standing moonsault. Jay White manages to get some offense in by throwing Kota Ibushi into the edge of the ring and then into the barricade. Again, Jay White working on the midsection and Jay White working on the ribs of Kota Ibushi so it can make it harder for Kota Ibushi to try to do any type of offense that requires him to lift up Jay White. Kota Ibushi manages to do a power slam to Jay White but does not go for the cover. Both men are now back to a vertical base and Jay White quickly pushes Kota Ibushi into the corner where he is giving forearms to Kota Ibushi's back and then decides to do a dragon screw to Kota Ibushi's leg while Kota Ibushi is strung up into the ropes. Then there is a running European uppercut plus the blade buster from Jay White to Kota Ibushi. And then this time... Jay White starts focusing on the leg of Koda Ibushi and then giving forearms to Koda's face. Koda manages to get a jumping hurricanrana in on that offense to Jay White. The good thing about Koda Ibushi's wrestling style is that even if he is taking most of the beating, he always finds the small slight chance. Of catching you off guard with a hurricanrana or maybe a knee or just something spectacular where you didn't see it coming because you think that the grounded pound attacks on Ibushi is going to keep him down. But no, he finds a way to use any slight momentum, any slight opening to definitely take advantage of that small window of opportunity. At this point, Jay White is countering all of Ibushi's movesets, which this is why this match has become an instant classic in my mind, because I really thought Jay White was going to dethrone our god of pro wrestling, Kota Ibushi, but that's not the case. Jay White does a single underhook throw into the corner, and then again, the knees in the midsection. Half Nelson suplex that Jay does to Ibushi. Then comes the forearm exchange chops and kicks combo to Jay White from Kota Ibushi. This is when Kota Ibushi gets his second win and decides to do his patented forearm chops and kick combination. The speed at which Kota Ibushi does this is very uncanny and is very quick. Kota Ibushi manages to do the bastard driver and a waistlock suplex to Jay White. J. White then in turns answer this by doing a Yurinagi to Kota Ibushi and then the Kiwi Crusher to Kota Ibushi. None of these work. No men get the pinfall to end the match. Kota Ibushi comes back with the Kamigore to J. White. J. White tries to have his feet under ropes and red shoes, sees this and totally knocks his feet off and be like, no, you're not winning the match that way. Kota comes in with a kick to J. White. Gato does another distraction which allows jay white to attack coda at this point in this match we are 25 minutes in Kota ibushi comes in with an elbow which that allows jay white to drop down to his knees and allows to chop block Kota ibushi and then do a dragon screw to him jay white goes for a leg submission apparently it is called the tto this is tanahashi's move At this point, both men are tired in this match already. Jay White is holding onto Kota Ibushi's wrist and then start giving Kota Ibushi mocking kicks to his face. Usually when an opponent does this, they truly underestimate Kota Ibushi and the power that he has that is deep inside of him. We've seen his transformation all along. Whenever this happens, Koda Ibushi goes to a dark place and it is the most scariest thing to ever see and probably even feel. And if you are the opponent against Koda Ibushi, I bet it's one hell of an experience. It's one of those things where you see the transformation happen and tries you might to get him back to the good side of things so that way he doesn't kill you it might take a while and it feels like straight out of an anime just straight out of an anime that's how it feels so this is what's happening because Jay White is kicking Kota Ibushi in the face mocking him Kodabushi Ibushi is slowly turning into that demon that we all see that we all know the transformation of so forearms aren't working and then Ibushi goes into that dark place and when he hits Jay White he hits him hard Jay White goes down and Jay White tries to get back up and tries to have some offense on Koda Ibushi but Kota Ibushi packs all of his power into his kicks and his punches to let Jay White know that I'm not messing around anymore. They have this exchange of forearms and a stronger exchange. But no matter what, Kota Ibushi comes back and answers with a very huge, strong style. And Jay White is on the mat, dropped from every single move that Kota Ibushi is doing. Then Jay White tries to get a little manipulative by telling Kota Ibushi to pin him. Jay White just decides to lay down on the mat and says, Pin me. I'm done. This is over with. And Kota Ibushi is like, I'm not going to believe you and steps over him and starts to slap and punch and kick J White and J White goes into an automatic defending position and this is where the referee gets in and Kodobushi hits the referee like pushes him back and Doesn't realize what he's done until a little bit after the fact. And this allows Jay White to do the low blow to Kota Ibushi to slow down the pace to bring him back to good standing and definitely to have Jay White try to overthrow Kota Ibushi this way. After Jay White delivers that low blow to Koda Ibushi, Jay White is still working on Kota's back and rib and midsection. So that way Koda Ibushi does not have enough core strength like I've been talking about this whole entire time through this whole entire podcast. And now another power momentum changes where there are forearms to Kota Ibushi by Jay White. At this point in the match, we are at the 35-minute mark. Jay White decides to do the flatliner to Kota Ibushi, then does a deadlift German suplex to Kota Ibushi. And... Jay White tried for a suplex on the ring apron, struggle for position onto Koda kicks Jay White in the head to create some space and to create some rest time. Koda Ibushi then does an inside-outside German suplex to Jay White and then transforms that into a sit-out powerbomb. Koda Ibushi tries again for a kamagare, but Jay White dodges that. J White instead does a sleeper suplex to Koda Ibushi and then starts kicking Koda's midsection again and then applies another sleeper suplex. J White goes for a regoplex to Ibushi, then a backslide into a Kamigori to J White from Koda. And J White kicks out of that. This is where things start to heat up and become amazing. Koda Ibushi finally pulls off that Phoenix splash to J White. Gato decides to pull out the referee so the referee does not count to three. And then finally, Kota Ibushi has the wrist control on Gato and gives him a Kamigore. Jay White gets up and does the Blade Runner to Kota Ibushi. However, that doesn't stop Kota Ibushi at all. Jay White goes back to do the TTO on Kota Ibushi. At this point, Jay White wants to make Kota Ibushi tap. And while Ibushi is trying to get to the ropes, Jay White drags him back into the middle of the ring to try to see if Ibushi wants to give up this time. But that's not the case. Kota Ibushi finally reaches for the rope to cause the rope break. Jay White then decides to do the Rigoplex and also hit a reverse bloody Sunday, And Ibushi kicked out of both of these moves. Ibushi was able to land a flying knee Onto Jay White and both of them are down for a bit. Then Kota Ibushi finds the strength within him to do a reverse kamigori to Jay White. Then with the exposed knee decided to do another kamigori to Jay White. And this allows Kota Ibushi to pick up the one, two, three and ends the match at 48 minutes and 5 seconds to retain his double championship titles of the IWGP Intercontinental Championship and the IWGP World Championship. Overall, this match was fantastic. And Jay White does not have to feel like he lost something huge. He left his soul. He left his heart and everything that he gave us as a professional wrestler in that ring, in that match with Kota Ibushi, even, you know, the greats fall, but it's how you pick yourself back up and what you want to do next in your chapter in professional wrestling. that matters the most, of course, down the line, we could definitely speculate a Jay White versus Kota Ibushi part two and Jay White will definitely be a better all round extra of a wrestler because he's already great so how far greater can he get you know the best wrestlers in professional wrestling always manage to push each other to the very limits to make amazing content to make amazing matches and we as wrestling fans and fans that have podcasts and who love this business love talking about special matches like this this was a unbelievable special match that I am glad that I watched and I'm glad that I know of Jay White's career and everything that he has put into his career as being a professional wrestler and just watching Koda Ibushi grow as well. And these two wrestlers complemented each other very, very well to tell an amazing story. Now at the end of this main event match, Jay White goes and has his interview with the press And I've never seen a more distraught, hurt human than that. And his whole interview was very powerful. It is him having a breakdown, and I totally understand where he's coming from. And even if, you know, he had to ask, I would have gone up and help him anyway. That's just me. I like helping professional wrestlers. You know, you're hurt, you're down in your luck. You know, I'll be there to pick you up and try to make the best out of a really bad situation of not conquering your destiny. So he gives us a beautiful nine minute monologue, which he didn't need to. And this monologue isn't Jay White that's talking. It's Jamie. It's himself. And I thought that was very powerful and very fitting for his end because his contract is up with new japan for wrestling and this is why us as wrestling fans are now speculating on where jay white should go and again jay white if you listen to this you are free to go wherever you want to go wherever it makes you happy just know that the other thing too is that this epilogue basically went through all the stages of grief that he was feeling that he reminded us that he's away from his family. He decided to take on the bookings of new Japan pro wrestling during a global pandemic. And if he did not accomplish the goal, the dream of being a double champion, in the company as he put his blood, sweat, and tears and everything into creating his character, everything into getting us involved in the match and feeling for him, then what's the point of doing this? It's the same thing with all of us as being content creators. You put out all this content, you don't get back enough feedback, and you kind of question yourself and doubt yourself if you can still continue, if you can still do it. Because sometimes we all need a little pick-me-up. We all need a little encouragement and support in the fact that we do this. We know that fans listen to wrestling podcasts and listen to their favorite wrestlers when they're on interviews or when they're giving a promo on weekly television. But sometimes kindness goes a long way when you're just Letting somebody know that, hey, you're doing good work. Continue to do good work. I love listening to your opinions. I love the way that you cut this promo. I love this. I love that. Or, hey, I think you should probably change up your style or this or that or give constructive criticism. Like basically being in the professional wrestling industry, the world is your stage and people will constantly critique it. All I'm saying is that sometimes a little bit of feedback, a little bit of thank yous and Gratitude goes a long way to help not only content creators but also to help professional wrestlers. And that's one thing that you could take away from this Jay White promo or the Jamie promo is that he sacrificed everything by moving from New Zealand, heading over into Britain, and then coming to the States and then finally deciding to join up with New Japan Pro Wrestling because he was once a young lion there. So he grew up in New Japan Pro Wrestling As a young lion and turned into the amazing switchblade Jay White. And I will feel some type of way if I didn't get to accomplish my destiny. You know, put in all the hard work and then all of a sudden get beaten by a god. As if it was the end of a video game villain. The end boss. And you just wasn't prepared enough. Regardless of... What happens afterwards? Jay White is an extraordinary asset to any wrestling company out there. Like I said, it is up to him to choose his destiny and where he thinks he belongs. Like I said, I'm writing my Jay White article on why I think he should go to AEW. Hopefully I can get that done soon. But just so you know, it's out there. I had an amazing time watching this match of Jay White versus Kota Ibushi. I had an amazing time retelling the match retelling the play-by-play and also giving my analysis as to why jay white was doing certain moves the dark place that kota ibushi goes to and it was amazing i enjoyed it i hope you guys enjoyed it and that's a wrap on my analysis of the amazing jay white versus kota ibushi at wrestle kingdom 15 Both championships, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship and the IWGP World Championship was on the line. Unfortunately, Jay White did come up short and Kota Ibushi still reigns as our god of pro wrestling in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So if you guys enjoyed this episode of the Square Circle Podcast, by all means, please follow me on social media at Marie underscore Shadows. You guys can definitely leave me a voice message via anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast to further continue this discussion of JY versus Kota Ibushi or just wrestling in general. I now have a discord community where we do talk about professional wrestling and you guys are more than welcome to join. It is free to join, come join the community and talk about professional wrestling and see what I'm working on and just support each other and have some fun in the description below on the anchor.fm profile will be the link that never expires to this new Discord community that I currently have. It is currently called The Ring Crew, which, by the way, are you also signed up to the newsletter that I write my wrestling articles on? That's right. Sign up to the ring to read all of my wrestling news articles, which will include the Jay White article as to why I think he will go to AEW. And I know I've been saying that throughout the whole entire podcast, but it is almost done. I just need to get my thoughts together as to why it needs to happen. And again, you know, wherever Jay White goes, I just want to make sure that Jay White goes where he is the most happiest. If he wants to go to WWE, that's up to him. If he wants to go to AEW, that's up to him. If he wants to take a break from professional wrestling, that's up to him too. You know where I'm at on social media. You know that I love talking about professional wrestling. This was a blast to do, and I was happy enough to even watch the match, to give my criticisms for it. Or not even criticisms, praise. I've been praising this match the whole entire time, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you do... Make sure to give me some love. And you have been listening to the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I will see you guys on the next one.